Faith Sibley Fairchild looked over at Prudence Winthrop, who was sitting in her family pew surrounded by a rather intimidating-looking phalanx of Winthrop relatives that had gathered in full force for Eliza Winthrop's funeral. Prue definitely looked peaked, Faith thought, then gave a small inward start of surprise. Quaint words like peaked seemed to be invading her vocabulary with alarming frequency since she'd left the Big Apple for the more bucolic orchards of New England. It had been difficult to abandon her native city, but her first chance meeting in Manhattan and further acquaintance with the young Reverend Thomas Fairchild, Parson in Alford, a small town west of Boston, happily had left her no choice. She studied Prudence's face more closely. There were tears glistening behind the lenses of the woman's horn-rimmed glasses. But Prudence's aunt had been well over ninety. Could grief alone account for Miss, somehow Ms, seemed inappropriate, Winthrop's extreme pallor and lined brow? It looked as if the woman hadn't slept in months or had a decent meal. Faith was a caterer, and her thoughts quite naturally turned to food. They also turned to mystery. There was nothing suspicious about Eliza Winthrop's death, though. The wonder was that she'd lived as long as she had with her self-described delicate heart. There was nothing else delicate about Aunt Eliza, who had ruled the Winthrops as a not-so-benevolent despot. Never married, self-appointed keeper of the flame, she had controlled much of the family fortune and did not suffer fools gladly. Eliza had been known to banish individuals from her Sunday dinners for crimes ranging from voting for the wrong party to planting gladioli, flowers she detested. There were no gladioli banking the coffin, Faith noted. She turned her head slightly and looked back at the Winthrop pew. Winthrop's had been among the founding families of Alford some three hundred years ago. Since that time, the Winthrop's had migrated into town, colonizing Beacon Hill and the Back Bay when it was filled in. Winthrop's did not claim to walk on water, despite what some of their detractors might say. Yet, there had always been some family members who had stayed true to the Alford congregation, and Eliza Winthrop was one of the most steadfast. At exactly quarter past ten every Sunday, Nicholas, her chauffeur and butler, brought her vintage Cadillac to the front of the house on Lewisburg Square. At exactly quarter to eleven, Miss Eliza entered her first parish pew with Prudence scurrying along behind, carrying their prayer books. An entire city could safely set its clocks by Eliza's unvarying routines of neighborhood walks, Friday afternoons at the Boston Symphony, and nightly bedtime puzzles accompanied by one small glass of port, taken for medicinal purposes, she'd told Faith. Living with Aunt Eliza could scarcely have been one long madcap whirl of pleasure, Faith thought. Perhaps Prudence's tears were tears of joy, although knowing Prue, this was unlikely. She had been devoted to the aunt who'd given her a home when Prudence had been orphaned many years ago. Faith had never heard any mention of a career, Aunt Eliza had plenty for her young niece to do. Nor were there gentlemen callers, not surprising, since they'd have had to get past Eliza first. Faith continued to scrutinize Prue. There wasn't a whole lot to see. Prudence Winthrop was an ordinary-looking woman, with thick auburn hair cut rather unattractively. Yet she had large, very pretty blue eyes. Faith had a sudden mental image of an old movie in which the Cary Grant-type hero gently removes the heroine's glasses and a bobby pin or two, and voila, she's a raving beauty. 
Prudence was never going to be that, but Faith itched to get the woman into the hands of a good hairdresser, slap a little makeup on her, and tell her about the wonderful new invention called contact lenses. Her mind was wandering, as it often did in church, despite having not only a husband, but also a father and grandfather in the business. But suddenly, Faith's imaginary pictures of a rejuvenated Prudence Winthrop became blurred, and she realized there was something much more evident in Prue's blue eyes. There was another reason for her ashen color, and the way the woman's hands were gripping the edge of the pew. So hard, her knuckles were deathly white. It wasn't grief. It was fear. Prudence Winthrop was exhibiting all the signs of a woman living in utter terror, and Faith intended to find out why. It turned out to be easier to start the investigation than Faith anticipated. As they were leaving the church for the cemetery, Prudence herself approached Faith.